and welcome to another episode of Bone Zone, the podcast where we talk about the show Bones and dudes we want to bone. I am Jack Smith, along with my delightful co-host, per usual, the wonderful Zen Lu. Good evening, everybody. Oh, are we taking... <laughs> what a somber <laughs> welcoming. Oh, was that somber? <laughs> it's, it was a little... I don't know. I guess I just meant to bring real gravitas. Oh, that you did, my friend. Yes. <laughs> and now let's pray. <laughs> um, we're really sticking it to the coronavirus. It's the two of us in person. Because um, I don't know how technology works and how to do it via the internet. Uh, Jax and I have made a death pact. Yep. Similar to how a lot of people make like a... A marriage pact where like if they're both single in 17 years they're gonna get married to each mm-hmm. other or something we have a death pact where if one of us is going down the other one's going yep. down so if zen gets sick i'll have her lick my face yep or cough into my mouth and then i'll die too that's fine that's basically how it works <laughs> <laughs> so oh i didn't write down the name of the episode i got you girl bone zone the or, man no, in the fallout shelter ah okay season one episode nine correct um so let's get into it once again we're starting off the app with angela trying to peer pressure bones into doing something that she doesn't want to do i didn't really notice till this episode how much she calls her a sweetie she calls a lot of people that yeah yeah that's true and that's i think you brought it up before and i now i think just for this episode because she said it a lot in quick succession yeah. <laughs> in the beginning of the episode i was like oh my god that's grating yeah oh wait is this the classic thing we do where i criticize someone for something and then you defend them and then i feel like it's not i went too far it's not (laughs) it's not my favorite thing i it's the type of thing where like when an 18 year old calls me that at a restaurant and they're my waitress i'm just like i'm oh i've never had that oh really Mm. oh yeah no I do. I agree. That'd be annoying. Had young waitresses who are lovely, but like they call me honey. I'm just like, I'm almost twice your age. (laughs) Please don't. When you're 50, you can call me that. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, I enjoy a term of endearment. Yeah. So I'll take it. Okay. Um, but I get it. I guess this is where we part ways then. (laughs) (laughs) What's that, honey? Okay, well, you know what? It's been 30 seconds and I've come out strong in <laughs> terms of endearment. What could possibly happen next? It's okay. I also, I get it. Let me tell you else what else I hate. Young children's joy. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, holiday spirit. This is a holiday episode, everybody. It so. is. It's their Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so Angela is trying to convince Bones to attend the company or government holiday party. Um, cause apparently last time, last year, Angela photocopied her butt. Mm-hmm. I wrote, bitch, you're in your thirties. Yes. What, what you work for the government mm-hmm. that will get you fired immediately. Look, here's the thing. I don't know if you know this, but Angela is wild. Okay. And she cannot be controlled. This is true. Without Tempe's stern hand <laughs> to hold her back. <laughs> You don't know what she's going to do. Fair. She gets enough eggnog in her. She's going to photocopy her ass. Um, I just. Yeah. I think she said something like, it took me how many weeks to get all those photocopies back or something? Yeah. That was her, like, 
convincing argument mm-hmm. didn't work. No, no, it didn't. Bones per just wants to work. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Right away when I was like, oh, it's a holiday episode. I was like, oh, they're going to talk about how she's an orphan. Get ready. And boy, oh boy, did it come into play. Oh, fuck yeah. But okay, we don't need to jump the gun, but I just was laughing to myself because I couldn't understand why no one would understand. Like, it seemed like to baffle everyone right off the top because she was the only one really clearly not in the Christmas spirit. And I was just like, she has no family. Like, it is documented and we've discussed it repeatedly in previous episodes. She has no one in her life. She is literally completely alone. Why would she love the holidays? You're jumping the gun, son. I'm sorry. Okay. I was just like, what is this? People need to learn to extrapolate a little better on this show. 100%. But you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. So So she's dressed like an elf, by the way. Oh, Angela is. Yes. Yes. I mean, she looks cute. Whatever. Yes. Well, Booth comes in shortly after this Mm -hmm. exchange and he's like, ooh, what's that? And I was like, ew, wait, what was that? Is he ogling her? I think he was surprised by her dress. Okay. Because I just Um, wrote down, what the fuck is their vibe? (laughs) I feel like it's, for some reason, like, she's clearly attracted to him. Yes. He clearly thinks that she's pretty, but also, Mm -hmm. I think that he, like, she's very artistic, that they're not meant to be. It doesn't make any sense. He's so by the book. She'll flirt with him. He'll, like, clearly comment on her looking really good. But, But, like, nothing really goes farther somehow. Yeah. Some might argue there's not a ton between him and Bones, but whatever. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> um, so Bo- uh, Booth comes in with the body of a guy who was found in a 1950s fallout shelter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They like quickly glide over that explanation. Yeah. I barely caught it. Uh, whatever. I mean, it's fine. Did they even explain how or why? Oh, wait, it was a construction thing. Yes. Somebody was trying to do construction somewhere. And then they stumbled upon this. Yes. And he was, this man was in it. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So while that's happening, Zach built, like, an excellent robot. I mean, I think so. I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, it's completely homemade, random Mm -hmm. parts. It looks like it's, like, random parts around the office. He just, like, put it together to make a... Functional robot. Functional robot that could really the impressive part was that it was like vocal commands. Yeah, exactly. Even though the joke was that it wasn't responding correctly to his vocal demands. But the fact that it was responding is amazing. Correct. Do we have that technology even now? Some 15 years later? Yeah. like I'm not sure. Kind of, but not entirely. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, um... Again, any of these people could sell one of their ideas and be billionaires and yes. never work again. So 1,000%. Here we are. Um, they mention, they drop a couple of Fox shows. They mention Firefly. Yes. I liked it. I was excited about the references. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're playing with this robot. Then uh, I also wrote that Bones' hair looks good. It did. It was like a nice shape. Volume. Yeah, there was volume. Face faming. Yes. Whoa, did I just say face faming? <laughs> I meant face framing. But yeah. yes. It wasn't like, it looked soft and not frizzy. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. feeling it. I actually kind of liked her necklace. I noticed the necklace. It wasn't bad. It was totally it fine. It was relatively tasteful. Yes. Um, they also mentioned aliens versus predator which i was very excited for because as we know one of your faves pumped my fist in the air (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I did mentally. <laughs> um, so they, she was starting to look at the body, right? And then Angela grabs Booth, makes him go to the party for a minute, and then Booth comes back. Yeah, it was kind of like where, like, Booth comes in, and he's, like, trying to tantalize her. He's like, hey, so I've got this body. You interested? Mm -hmm. And Bones is just trying to get any reason to get out of going to this party, so she jumps on it. But that means Zach and Hodgins also have to help. Right. right. So Angela's like, y'all are being brats. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if you caught this, but at one point, she gets really mad, and they're all standing around together. And she was, like, basically kind of throwing a fit, like, you guys are not like doing what you're supposed to do which is come with me to this party right and she like says to bones like you need to come with me and kiss me under the mistletoe to booth right and right, then right. she looks up to zach and hodgins she's like and honestly maybe you guys too basically and i was like and even maybe you and she right. points to bones in like a non-lesbian way she yeah. specifically says which that's so not necessary angel's just looking to make out with everyone yeah. first of all i don't know i just thought that that was interesting but i guess again angela's wild yeah yeah but yeah she drags booth off and then then he comes back um because he calls it a star wars convention yes it is wasn't a just, party is it just because they're wars all convention. nerds is that yeah. what you're saying okay and honestly i took a little issue with that because i was like no i don't think that's correct no. i've seen oh, well you would I, know. I've, I've not personally been to a star wars convention but i feel like i mean have you been to comic con yes and i feel like that um that's not a fair assessment. There's a Venn diagram there. Yes. But like. I thought that was yeah. Booth just being rude. <laughs> it was very Boothy. Yeah. You know. Um, and then the boys. I'll call them the boys. Zach and Hodgins. They were making pure alcohol. So they could go and spice the eggnog. Which. Because they allude to the quote. Like the 4th of July fiasco. You're oh, all too catch that. You're all too old for this. What is wrong with you? Maybe they're all supposed to be younger than we think. Maybe because we're in our thirties, we think they are, and they're actually all supposed to be twenty five on the show. But they all have PhDs. <sighs> That's true. And Hodgins in particular has like eighty. Hey, he has like, like two or three. Yeah. Well, so they're all just so fucking brilliant. And though, it's not you know like any I mean? of them look younger. No, they do not. They all look their age. That is true. The youngest of them all looks like Zach. Yeah. And he still looks like he's 25, 26? At least. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You all know better. Right. Okay. Yes. No matter what. And again, still you work old. for the government. Anyways. <sighs> so they have to work on this body. Yeah. And Zach starts sawing into the skeleton. Mm -hmm. Hodgins is there in the background watching him and drinking eggnog. And drinking eggnog. And then, uh-oh, a bunch of shit comes out of, a bunch of particle air comes out of the bones. Yeah. And the alarms go off. Bone dust. Bone dust. Kicks up into the air. Yep. We got a fun thing trailing into the vent. Yep. That seemed unnecessary. That's fine. Thank you for very much showing me what it is I need to know. Yep. Um, and so they all go into lockdown. Yep. Sets off these quarantine yep. emergency quarantine things mm -hmm. like doors shut alarms blare yeah it's great totes very timely <laughs> um oh yeah yeah um so then the boys have to jump into like their little anti-chemical shower yeah like a 
decontamination shower or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and they come out of there. Oh, yeah. And you get to see, it's our first look at oh, shirtless Hodgins. I wrote naked Hodgins torso, exclamation point, exclamation point, <laughs> exclamation point. And the points, the dots and the exclamations were little hearts. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good. He looks he looked really good this episode. He looked, yeah. I just thought, I mean, and you really see the blue eyes. And right? I was like, wow, look you at him. You laughed at me with those blue eyes, but they're nice. Look at him go. <laughs> Killing it. And I like that he just had the towel around his waist, but yes. they had Zach put it around his Cover shoulder, everything. so you really can't see anything. And maybe it was just the actor being uncomfortable, but I feel like the guy who plays Hodgins <laughs> was ready for that. And like he was probably doing push-ups on the side. You and know Zach what? Was like, nope. The general vibe this episode, I felt like they were trying to make Hodgins out to be some sort of like player or something, who's just like all about like chasing chicks and stuff like that. Yeah, they sprinkled a lot of stuff here not- and there about it. Yeah, it didn't seem like him, really. Yeah, I mean... We'll talk about it. Well, yes. But for for Zach, I kind of was like, maybe it's also his character kind of seems like oh, totally. he be shy, so he doesn't want to like... 100%. He's not going to like, meanwhile, check out my pets. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. Hodges is clearly like, mm-hmm. take Ripped. a look, like snack and on I this. Did. <laughs> it was, it was pretty great. Yeah. Great without being intimidating. It's just like, yes. Wait. This is do nice. you sometimes find naked upper body male torsos well, no, like, intimidating? Intimidating in that it's just like, oh, that's too much. Like, oh, like, like the rock. musculature. Oh, it's just okay. like, it's so much. And like the veins are look like they're about to like pop out of his skin. It's just like, oh. Yeah. It looks uncomfortable to be in that body. I see what you're saying. It's he a looks like just a regular average dude, but just like a really fit average incre- dude yes. with good muscle tone. Yes. Yes. But not like, oh, Jesus, are you okay? Yeah. Like, are you eating four chicken breasts a day just to keep up that muscle yes. mass? Yeah. Do you have to eat like 20,000 calories a day? Right. And also... Like protein powder You're not and getting any younger. That's a weird physique to try to keep up when you're going to be 60. Like, what is The Rock going to do? Hey, he just Schwarzenegger's keep- doing it. Schwarzenegger's still pretty big, I feel like. Yeah, like... the. But, like, The Rock is, like, a whole nother level. And yes. he's so big. And, like... Actually, I don't have a good idea of scale. Like, I can't imagine them two side by side right next to each other right now. I feel like Schwar- Schwarzenegger at his... In terms of when he was, like, in movies, at his biggest was closer to how The Rock started off. And also The Rock, I feel like, just has a bigger... Phys- like, he's like, a bigger broader guy. Yeah. And he's just... Wait, he are looks you uncomfortably the, large. You're saying how The Rock started off as in he's gotten bigger over time? Yes, he has. I don't think I've noticed. Oh, my God. It's insane. <laughs> it it bothers me. I'm concerned for wow. it. His upper body is just so massive and his arms are so massive. And that skin is just so tightly drawn over all his muscles that it looks uncomfortable uncomfortable to me. And it makes me uncomfortable. Like, he seems like a great guy. And he's funny and fun and a delight in everything I see him in. But I just like trying to have you have so much muscle mass to maintain. And then he's in his 40s, right? Like that's to come down off of that when you're older. Like when you see guys who are in, who are ripped when they're like 65, it's weird. Oh, like the Sylvester Stallones. Yeah, he carries it better, but like more so mm. like guys in real life. Like, oh. And so like. You have to then, like, 
you can't be lifting as heavy of weights and stuff. You have to like tone down and now, but now your body, your skin's used to being big. So then your like skin, shrivel, like, it's just, bag. yeah, like it just doesn't seem natural. It's not natural. It's insane. And I am concerned for the rock. <laughs> So this is, this a, is a PSA weird tangent, for The tangent. Rock. I'm very sorry. <laughs> this is a um, just a plea out to The Rock to please take care of his health better. Just, uh, I don't know, just more reps, less weight, you know? Because <laughs> when you do more reps, but you don't like, like increase the weight, you stay toned. But when you increase the weight is when you actually build, you're like building muscle. You're so like, talking to someone who's never lifted a weight in her life. Sorry. But it's, I believe you and it makes sense. It's just, I can't, I can't be comfortable. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't really get what drives a person to spend that much time and energy building up that large of a body to begin with. I don't, like clothes don't fit. You have to have them tailored specifically for like everything that you wear. It's an impressive feat of willpower, but I just, I don't know. Absolutely. I'm so not that person. It's so hard for me to imagine being committed in that way to something like and that. And he was already like a big jacked dude, like to yeah. then get so much bigger, like Well, but that's his what bread end? and butter now. Like he's like a huge star because of it. Yeah, but he doesn't he could be equally huge and not yeah, he could he could still be very famous and he doing could, great and still be smaller. Yeah, and he'd still be massive. Mm-hmm. You could easily drop like 20 to 30 pounds of muscle and be fine. I feel like that's like anything else, though. Like when you really get into something, you can really just keep carrying it. I mean, yeah, I eat like a motherfucker. <laughs> but also, he's got skinny little legs, so he's got this big <laughs> upper body and these little legs. My calves are bigger than his, I, I guarantee you. I think his you. legs are... I mean, I think proportional to the rest of his body, yes, they look so small, but like I feel Oh, like, they're probably not actually small, yeah. but just because his upper body is so big. I only say it because in Jumanji, which we watched together, Jumanji 2, oh, yeah. I just remember being like, holy shit, his thighs. I just oh, kept looking at his them. His thighs the, are massive. The muscle definition on his thighs is incredible. It, yeah. I mean, I was just marveling at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i guess his legs aren't that stickesque. i mean i think no matter what if you're someone who has that big of an upper body it's going to look a little disproportionate it's yes. inevitable yes i mean i think overall he looks you know honestly i'm just so used to seeing him that way i can't think of him any different either that's just it now i'm just googling googling the rock legs <laughs> <laughs> your search history is gonna be whack Anyway, wait. How do we get started? Oh, because Hodgins, oh, right, right, cause yeah. Because we were beautiful. we were appreciating his more attainable, more regular but fit bod. You know, I take. Oh my god. I mean, I kind of take it back, but also because his thighs are so big, there's not a calf on this planet, except for possibly mine, that could match <laughs> the size of those thighs. Oh boy. You know, his thighs are huge. They're so big. Like, I, should my thighs be that big to match my giant calves? I don't know. <laughs> well, if I come back here, I just have huge thighs. Um, anywho, Hodgins looks great. Please don't go and become the rock. Anyway. <laughs> so it turns out, oh, actually, you know what's crazy? Uh, 
in mine, I when I wrote about shirtless Hodgins, I also added three hearts <gasps> after. <gasps> we were on the same page. <laughs> you know, he, again, I, I had complained about him in earlier episodes being annoying. His personality was annoying. They're this starting one, to turn his personality around a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He, he, he seems to be in this weird playboy phase, but for right now, I'm into it. Which... I feel like doesn't last. I don't remember long. that being a part of his thing, no. so I am sure it is gone in about a second. Yeah. But anyway, um, also this was a deeper dive into personal lives than they mostly do. Yes. So, um, so it turns out they were exposed to whatever. You will understand this more than me. Um, Some virus or something. Yeah, like a valley valley fever. valley fever. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that gets trapped into bones, but we're I'm just not even sure if it's a real it. thing. Maybe they made me it up for the show. Some very gross, like they named a couple symptoms in passing yeah. casually through dialogue later, and it's like mm-hmm. all gross shit. Yeah. But yeah, they think at least the censors picked it up. It's this valley fever, so now they need to quarantine mm-hmm. them and give them prophylactic medication in advance, just in case. And it's like a it's, fungal infection. That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's February tw- or no, it's December twenty third. Right. So so now they now have to sleep over in the lab because of course the results are going to take like forty eight hours or whatever. Right. Um. So. They give them all a bunch of uh, sleeping bags, yes. even though they showed couches upstairs in the previous episode, but whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Bones has a couch. There are couches yeah, up there. Yeah, she has like a huge office with all the seating. There's no reason why they should all be on the, on ground. the ground. Or if you're the boys, you're on two slabs where they usually put bodies. <laughs> well, maybe they just wanted to be there. Of course they did. They're <laughs> fucking weirdos. But yeah, they all take this medication and mm-hmm. there's side effects to the medication. Oh, yes. And w- one of the, one of it is like, oh, nausea, vomiting, whatever. But then the other possibility, which is apparently rare, but possible is like euphoria and hallucinations and all this stuff. And then Angela goes, "Ooh, give me that or whatever. I want some of that. And I'm like, OK, we get it, Angela. The party's over. You're being quarantined. Listen, she's a good time girl. OK, <laughs> you let her have that. Life is a cabaret. All right. <laughs> Anyway, so of course, out of all of them, Booth is the one that towards the end is being spacey, like, oh, the lights are so pretty. And we're like, all right, cool. He's stoned. Um, This is also the first time that they mentioned Booth's son on the show, Parker. Yes. Oh, my God. And you know what? I literally, the the beginning of this episode, out of nowhere, my memory was triggered. I was like, is Booth a dad? And then suddenly they were like, his son. I was like, yes, (laughs) I did watch this show. So, um... Each so it's the boys are together and they talk about their thing, like what their all their plans are. So Hodgins was planning on spending it in like like Montreal or something. Yeah, with a some old some like Swiss masseuse with a masseuse. Yeah. yeah. Um, Zach has a big family from like Minnesota or something, yeah. and so they were all going to come and visit him. Um, Booth spends it with his son Parker. What's the director's name? Goodman? Yes. I don't know. Um, Anyway, the director. Yeah, he has uh, twin girls and a wife. Angela's going to spend it with her Her dad. dad. (laughs) Everyone's commiserating about the plans that are now going to be ruined because Mm -hmm. of this quarantine. Um, So, Angela and Bones are on the floor in Bones' office. Their heads are so fucking close together. I was like, if Zen and I were quarantined, 
and we were sleeping on the floor. You know what I wouldn't do? Put my pillow right next to hers so my face is six inches from hers so we could talk and be close. That's weird. It's so weird. You know, you make a good point. I don't even think I noticed that. Oh, my God. I just wrote Angela needs to fucking cool it. And I don't Get even remember. Get some personal space. I think she was just, um, she was just was kind of intense this episode. Mm-hmm. It was a lot from her. Um, she insists that they like make things festive. Yes. And Bones is like, is it because we're girls? And that Angela was, was like, weird. yes. Like, but I... you're usually a feminist and stuff. Like, why do you as women have to? It's and it's not because okay, they're women. It's just because she's artistic and she wants to decorate. That's why, totally fine. Why even say that at all? I'm just like as like again putting myself in the position of these writers, trying to put myself in their shoes. Why even have that exchange at all? Why not just have Angela say we need to try and bring back some Christmas yeah. spirit into this truly sad situation where we're all missing our families and stuff. We need to try and like do something. I'm going to decorate. We're going to do a secret Santa. Yeah. I'm artistic. I can make things. Right. Like, can you why help Why in that moment have Bones be like, is it because we're girls? I mean, to be fair, she didn't say it like that. <laughs> is it because we're girls? <laughs> yeah, that sounds just like Bones. <laughs> but it is weird and random and unnecessary. It makes me think that men wrote it. I didn't know what I was supposed to think when that happened. Like, what were they trying to tell me when that happened? No, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think they're even trying to really say anything. Or if they were, they missed the mark. Right. Because then Angela says them. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, what's going on? I don't, I don't get it. All right, well, so glad that that happened. Um, so... One thing that was interesting. Yes, sorry, I've been talking a lot. No, no, no. This was, and we need to try and stick with the timeline because we we often fail to follow the plot of the show. <laughs> so it's great when we can demonstrate that we did in fact watch the episode. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Booth, when he's talking to, I think his name is Doctor Goodman, but we're mm-hmm. just gonna say it is, um, about like him and his son, and he's mentioning like, oh yeah, you know, like me and my ex, like she wouldn't marry me, so now right. we have this child, um, and like he made some comment about how like because of the fact that they're not like married his parental rights are really kind of shitty like vague and like really so you get the sense that he like wants to see his son way more Mm -hmm. than he really gets to and his ex makes it very difficult who we find out is named Rebecca Mm -hmm. right anyway the only reason I bring this up is I just thought it was very interesting that like he calls his ex while they're in this quarantine situation and sleeping bags and being like trying to convince her to please let Parker come see him because they were talking about like we know it's Christmas and now you're quarantined we're gonna try bring your family to you for visitation tomorrow mm-hmm. so at least you can see them so he's calling Rebecca to try and set it up and she's clearly not being into it and so Booth is having Sid the Chinese restaurant owner guy That's bring his son by and I just was like wait a second are you telling me Booth and Sid are so close to each other almost like family that in a quarantine emergency situation and he needs to see his son the person he's going to call on to bring his son to him is Sid? Here's the thing. It seems like throughout the show that none of these people fucking have friends. Right. And the only people they have is each other. Like, uh-huh. why don't you have friends? Like, Angela, she says, you know, blah, blah, you're my best friend to Bones. Like, why is she your best friend? As someone yeah. who seemingly loves people and is always out and about with And she people, was only going to hang a, with her dad? Like, you, you don't have friends? Why yeah. don't you guys have friends? Like, why wouldn't Angela's plans have been like, I'm going to go party and, you know, photocopy my butt some more or something? 
I don't, it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, it makes sense that maybe Bones doesn't have a ton of friends. Yes. But Booth and Angela are both people. Yeah. People. So you would think as people people, they'd have a lot. Right. I don't, maybe they just didn't want to pay another actor to come in. So they're just like, here you go, Sid. Sid. <laughs> It's an extra large paycheck this week. I was like, that is so random. Yeah. But okay, so they're close. Clearly, Booth and Sid have a whole backstory we don't even know. We haven't even touched upon. They're apparently they're like brothers. Yeah, basically. Which is funny because that Chinese food place disappears and you never hear from Sid again. <laughs> Anyways, um, they discuss uh, as Bones is kind of working on this body because she's inspired by Angela. Mm-hmm. So we'll go back to work on it and solve this mystery. Because Angela says, mm-hmm. can you imagine? Because they, they like find clues on the body that suggest right. this man was going to run away with his lover to Paris. Right. And then clearly he got murdered and they never made it because they found the plane tickets in his pocket. Right. And she's like, can you imagine what that woman must have been thinking, never knowing what happened? Mm-hmm. And Bones is like, I don't have to imagine or something like that. And then she rolls out of that sleeping bag and gets it's, to work. It's because she's an orphan. <laughs> That's right. I wrote, Bones knows how she felt because she is a goddamn orphan. <laughs> and it motivates her to get the fuck up and get back to work and really find answers like she couldn't find for herself. Absolutely. So at one point, she and Booth, she's working. Booth pops over. He's got his tie tied around his head like a fucking idiot. Because he's high as fuck. Yep. <laughs> They're both in tank tops. Ooh. And they are so close oh he shoves his face right into hers it, it's absurd you know what now that you mentioned there's a lot of close face on there's face action some, this episode a lot of face action so apparently no one else knew that booth has a kid because he loves him so much and yet does not mention him which is i weird. know i thought that was really funny and i actually was like is it just that they decided to give him a kid a couple episodes in because they needed something else in his life yep. yeah one thousand percent he has a son now he loves him so much but he only sees him on christmas morning <laughs> and never talks about him with anybody never ever comes up if we weren't quarantined, you would never know he existed. Apparently, he doesn't have a picture of him at his desk because otherwise nope. Bones would have noticed it. You know, and all Although these episodes, they, they've interacted a bunch with kids mm-hmm. in prior episodes. He never mentions. Never mentions. Oh, yeah. I have a, a son also. Yeah. Um. So then they're all sitting around eating Chinese food, presumably from Sid. Oh, wait. <laughs> they are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, And... It turns out that a bunch of the team is Christian, except for Zach. Oh, and, that was so weird, too. And again, I feel like it's like a little bit of Fox. And I know Fox and Fox News are two separate things-ish, but it comes up often enough that I'm just like, okay, so clearly your writers, some of them are Christian. Yeah. They've been really burned by PhDs in the past. Like, How did things that conversation have, even start? I can't remember. Because she's talking about Christmas and mentions something about Christ. Oh. And he's like, Booth is like, he's, hey, She lay says off. the Christ myth. She, like, uses yes. the phrase the and Christ like, myth. can you stop talking about it and something? And then Hodgins chimes in. And then Dr. Goodman says that he's, which it is Dr. Goodman, I looked it up. Um, <laughs> he mentions that he's, like, a deacon or something and it's really just bones and zach who are presumably atheists yeah 
I just and also the conversation doesn't go anywhere. It's not no. like they have a meaningful conversation about religion or nope. the role it plays in their lives or like or what faith means. Versus, yeah, yeah. Like literally, I think again when Booth was like high and getting in Bone's face, like because they had an earlier exchange about God too. Because he's saying something about like because I don't know if somebody asked like why do you care about this so much or what is Christmas? Why does it mean so much to you? And he was kind of like this is a moment for us to like reassess our relationship with the oh, man upstairs, yes. right? Yes, yes. And then she I don't know whatever they get she says something snarky and he's just basically like you know what you don't even know that you have this valley fever but you were willing to take the prophylactic medicine anyway just in case yes. so he's kind of like it, like trying to draw the the parallel like that is also oh, some level just because you can't see it yeah. Right. And I was just like, wow, that is the shittiest and laziest connection between faith and science I've ever seen. You know. But okay. Yeah. It's like you want to tackle this big theme and then you're just going to have people fight about it over Chinese food and not talk about it again. They, they're they constantly dipping their toes into it. I don't know. I'm not sure Why? <laughs> Because it's brought up like relatively frequently when it, usually it's when they're in the car. Yeah. And he'll, he or she will bring something up. And I just don't know to what end aside from, to be fair, it's not like religion is spoken about much in mainstream television. Yeah. So I don't know if it's an attempt to have a diversity of characters or because it's such a hard science person that they want to balance it out i'm sure they were like oh what are the few things that really stick you know like really that they'll butt heads about right oh yeah well she's a scientist and yeah. she's an atheist and he's a fbi agent and he's a christian yeah and like okay I, yeah i don't know or maybe it's just a weird fox thing yeah but also in some of these series of conversations while they're all walking and talking and trying to figure out what's happening at some point someone mentions the grinch and calls her the grinch and bones doesn't know what the grinch is she doesn't know that. what Dr. Seuss is. Yeah. I just, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't know what her childhood was. Right. I, yeah. Did she at any point spend any time in the American public education system? Because if so, she would have come across Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> It's true. Maybe she just stripped, skipped straight to chapter books. She was just exclusively homeschooled by her parents until she was 15 and they disappeared with her trace. <laughs> <laughs> and during that time, they, so they never let her read a storybook. An episode of Without a Trace. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is a show I watched for a little while. <laughs> Anyways. So they find out that this guy's name is Lionel. Um, they call him Careful Lionel because the way his belongings were packed because there was a suitcase so it was very carefully um and it turns out that he got an unwed an unwed black woman pregnant they were in oklahoma so that would never be good but certainly not in a much more conservative place like oklahoma in the it 50s was illegal they were saying right yeah mm -hmm. um so which is why they're saying they want to run to paris yes so they could be together yes um so then that's kind of interrupted by a montage of everyone's loved ones coming to the lab to visit them. Yep. 
Um, With Bones just creepily watching in the background. Yep. Just looming like a weirdo, like a real Boo Radley situation. <laughs> just watching from the dark shadows as everyone says hello and tries to connect with their families through glass. Like, if you're Angela and she's your best friend, wouldn't you, like, after having maybe a couple minutes with your dad, be like, hey, Bones, come over here yeah. and either meet my dad or talk to my dad right. or say hi. Just kind of like bring her into or like hey i'm zach hey family come meet my boss big reveal angela's father is secretly rock and roll superstar from zz top right and so like that's a joke in the show and she even says before everyone's family comes to visit she's like when you guys see my dad you're gonna like recognize him and i just i'm gonna say right now i don't want to talk about it which is such a nice out for the writers right how lovely is that what a hilarious thing to do no need to explain that at all, um, his name is Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, um, who also had lovely blue eyes. When he takes those sunglasses yeah. off, I was like, oh, what a surprise. But I was also like exactly what you were saying. Like, if they've been best friends for what it seems like a substantial number of years, surely at some point Bones has met her dad. Like, You would right? think. So, like, yeah, exactly like you said. Like, they have a nice little hello, like mm-hmm. a moment, and then... Knowing that Bones is completely alone and just looming in the shadows, regretfully, tearfully. And if she doesn't want to, use your peer pressuring skills so you're constantly forcing Just say, hey, my dad wants to say hi. And just make sure you're doing okay, too. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so Bones just stares wistfully from the back. Oh, my God. It's so weird. (laughs) It's so weird. Because she's alone and has no one. And I like that they um, all do the hand against the glass thing. I'm just like, mm. but also, and I know particularly for Booth, it sucks. And maybe for Zach, because his family's from out of town. But like, it's also not the end of the world. It's a like, day. You can spend the next day with them, presumably. Yeah. Like, you'll live. I They'll mean, live. I think some people put a lot of stock into like the day of Christmas yeah i've never been that kind of person so i don't really get it my brother does and i didn't expect it (laughs) oh really yeah because i because whenever i travel my parents are in florida now so he and i are both coming from different places and so i because i'm a cheap asshole i was like maybe i don't you know maybe i come in like the week after christmas or something and i think my i think my brother was like oh so you're not gonna be there like on, on Christmas, Christmas Day, I was like, oh, well, I guess not anymore. I guess I won't be <laughs> because this is an important thing to you. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm not that kind of person that really, I just, I like going home to be with my family and spending time with my family. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's on the day. At yeah, least in no. my mind, if like my family is like all about food. So like we can make a big thing of food any day and like totally. have a big celebratory dinner anytime. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really personally get it, but same. All these people are devastated. It's the most difficult thing. To be honest, I get it for the people with kids. Yes, because 1, the kids percent. care, of course. So, like for Doctor Goodman and for, and for uh, Booth, yeah. I get that. But like for everyone else who's a full blown adult, <laughs> Hodgins is just horny. Like Angela, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's not forget Hodgins's quote unquote family member that came for a visit was just a Swiss masseuse. A French Swiss masseuse who by the way they like really hoed her up oh yeah and then like she like kisses him on the glass like through the glass and so oh, they, you see they all leave the lipstick yeah. prints everywhere and she just 
that's what i was like what are we trying to what what world are we building here for him i think it's because partially because as they mentioned i think in the previous episodes when it's revealed that he's very wealthy like i don't think he gets along with his family because they're just rich business people oh and so i think maybe that's part of the basis for it okay Maybe I'm just giving them a very nice. When he originally told the story, like, oh, my plan was to go to this 300 year old inn and just get a massage while there's snow outside, I thought the the masseuse was a random person. Oh, you're so sweet. Only until this point did I realize it was somebody he had a apparently personal connection with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just boning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, they all. Oh, Angela creates a cute little hologram Christmas tree with her little $8 billion hologram machine. Incredible. It looks um, really good. Looks great. <laughs> um, and then as she and Angela are sitting around, she bone spills the beans about what is truly devastating her. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that. I mean, to be fair, Angela's like, it's because your parents disappeared around Christmas, right? Is that the reason why you've been such a sullen bitch this whole time? Right? Am I right? Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Bones reveals that her brother tried, when her parents disappeared, her brother found the Christmas presents that they were expecting to receive. And so he put out the presents on Christmas Eve and like decorated and then when bones bounces down the stairs she sees all the decorations and the presents and she thinks that her parents have magically returned let's not forget she is 15 years old at this point right she's not seven yes 15 and 19 yeah um and so apparently she freaks out when she learns that no it's not that her parents are back it's just that her brother was trying to do a nice thing and so he then as a result of that reaction goes off to quote the west to get a job again he's 19 and so she's shipped off to foster care before new year's i also did not even so i i don't think the government works that fast (laughs) right that's a true but i guess she was a minor Mm -hmm. but like okay First of all, I want to know after she lost her mind when she realized the parents mm-hmm. weren't actually back and it was just a nice thing her brother was trying to do for her. Did they have like a fight about it? Because she makes such a connection from A to B mm-hmm. about her getting upset and then him leaving. Yeah. So much so that it fractures their relationship that they seem estranged because mm-hmm. FYI, he didn't fucking come to visit her during this quarantine like everyone else's family did. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels as if they never spoke again. Yeah, she was like... It's like when I did that, it was as if I was telling my brother that he wasn't enough and off he went. And I just wanted to be like, is he the world's most immature 19 year old? Did he literally just up and leave his sister because they had a fight or did they literally have a fight? And he was like, you know, why aren't I enough? And she's like, you suck. I wish mom and dad were back. And then they left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like there's a big difference and I don't know why I'm getting stuck on it. But I think at least for me personally, I was just like blown away about this. I mean, if I don't remember if the brother ever comes back into the seat into the show. Oh, Jax is nodding her head. Yes. So he does. But like, Russ. how could you ever think of him as anything other than a complete asshole then? Because from my perspective, if I was uh, like if I was the 19 year old and my little sister, clearly we're all going through a very hard time. She has an emotional reaction to something. I would think it would be the most horrible thing to do. Just abandon her. 
Yes, to all, everything you just said. <laughs> I'm just like, what? We're also saying this with the <laughs> wisdom of 30-something-year-old people. Yes. Um, 19, you're still figuring your shit out. He's also still grieving for the loss of his parents. True. So, though I agree with you, also this is a fictional character, but like maybe it freaked him out. Yes. I mean, I mean, I agree. Like, why wouldn't you just fucking stay for first your sister? First of all, yes. so she doesn't have to go into fucking foster Fictional care. character. And also, not all families are the same, obviously. I think it's just, it's he's automatically- also not the brightest bulb on the show. And he's like been in our jail a lot. Oh, that's, that helps. So, and also, yeah, we don't know what the relationship was like before the, because totally. maybe it wasn't all but like by sunshine and roses. 15 and 19, like, come on. My brother and I also have a four year age, gra- age yeah. gap. And like, by the time we were 15 and 19, I think we that's were, why like, I was so shocked because I was like, if it was me and my sister and that happened to us, she would never abandon no, me. No, like my that. brother never would have. Yeah, exactly. I think never. that's why I was like, what? So, okay. If but anything, yeah. you'd come closer together. Right. You'd band together. Yeah, because also a 19 year old and 15 year old, the 15 year old's not like like you're basically mostly self-sufficient at the point. Right. You just you just want to make sure she doesn't go into the system. Like right. that sucks. But OK, you're right. A fictional characters. Yes. B, Biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> B, we don't know what their relationship was like. We don't know what their family was like. Totally. C, 19's pretty young. He might have already been kind of troubled. Maybe this is an overwhelming time. Totally. And he just didn't want he couldn't handle the responsibility. He had a mental breakdown about it and just left. It's a big responsibility and to have to sure. take on your little sister, even though again she's fifty years she's old. Probably already driving at that point with a permit. She's like smarter than she's you basically are. Basically an adult. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Totes. Um Okay, so uh, they have Secret Santa. Uh, oh yes. So, um, careful, Lionel was trying to sell. They find out that he. There's a lot of legwork on this, even though it's Christmas Eve. But they find out that in order to um, finance this trip, he had a vast coin collection, and he was selling it in order to be able to get money um but he showed it to someone and he was murdered for it um and so when she hears about the story angela says that she wishes that they um could track down this woman ivy gillespie who is apparently the woman that uh he was running away with um and also i noted that angela's hair is starting to look fuller (laughs) (laughs) and cute so a couple of beats. He has yep. a rare coin collection he's selling for their trip. Um, mm-hmm. Ivy Gillespie, young, unwed um, mother, interracial couple. Mm-hmm. And Angel's hair <laughs> looks great. I wouldn't say great. Oh, ooh. Okay. I'd Better. It's okay. It's on the... It's on the up. Yes. Here we go. Okay. We're putting in ex- uh, like extension things to make it fuller. <laughs> yes. Also, there's like... What is essentially kind of like an iPad, but like it can scan the coin because I know Bones, I saw that Bones finds a coin among uh, the belongings, the belongings of careful Lionel, which, by the way, she knows to look at it because amongst all the random shit they found in his pocket, mm-hmm. like the coins and the whatever, she finds a little paper like it has a little tiny like envelope. envelope. Yeah, yeah, it's like a tiny. And at first I was like, is the that size like, of like a postage stamp? Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, is that like. <laughs> 
Coke. I was like, wait, 1950. <laughs> and the, maybe I wasn't really looking at the scale right. Anyway, so it's like this little tiny paper envelope. Mm-hmm. And she realizes, hey, this one penny fits perfectly into a little tiny paper envelope. She scans it and realizes it's this incredibly rare type of penny from 1943 worth $100,000. So... So cool. So she was able to do that by scanning it using what is essentially an iPad. Yep. You know, those coin scanning ones. Yeah. You know, the ones where the screen doubles as a scanner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Just a million dollar piece of equipment for a government owned lab. Anywho. So while she's being a sad sack in her office, everyone else is exchanging their gifts from their secret Santa. Because she just like didn't want to join, right? She yeah. purposely didn't join the secret Santa. She's being a little dramatic. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what she's been through. Oh, boy. <laughs> but it still seems like... Yeah, know, just like play along. Humor people. Even if you didn't want to be involved, you could sit there and smile. Mm-hmm. And see what your colleagues had made for each other because they're cute gifts. Right. Um... So Angela, I actually, I think I liked maybe Angela's gift the most. Wait, Angela's gift for Zach? No. Oh. The one that she received. Okay, cool. Because I had a lot of vicious things to say about Angela's gift for Zach. Same. <laughs> um, so Angela gets this cool blown up, um, it's, oh, an it's image, like a, a fractal up. image of like bacteria or I something? think it must be something like that. But yeah. but from Hodgins and yeah. when he and gets it to her. somehow. <laughs> Sorry. That's the thing. No, you're so right. They were supposed to make it mm-hmm. from stuff in the lab and he somehow managed to custom frame a blown up image. And of like, like, it's not an eight and a half by 11. Like no. it's a weird size. Yes. So great custom job, Hodgins. But then I was like, wait, did he just like have it hanging on his office wall and he just like took it down and That'd wrapped really it? funny. <laughs> But it's like some close-up thing, and he gives it to her, and she's just like so touched. She's like, "Oh my god, what is it?" Because it's like a super. Because it looks like art. Microscopic. Like it's cool. Yeah, it's probably like some pollen or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, "It's it's better if you don't know. It's yeah, prettier it's if some you don't kind know." Of disease. And then thing. I was like, "Oh no, is it like is it feces?" <laughs> oh no, he says what it is. Oh, he does. Yeah, because he was talking to Bones, asking her about it, and it's. I think he said it was a type of bacteria or something. Oh, okay. I, in up. my head, I automatically went to shit. Oh, I was like, "Is this fair poop? enough? Fair. <laughs> is this poopy bacteria?" So then director Dr. Goodman gets a giant fucking eagle origami from Booth that I wanted to be like, what the fuck is this? I know. It was so dumb. It was so floppy. I was like, did he make that out of bathroom paper towels? I was like, it's just napkins? Right. Yeah. I don't. I feel like they could have done something better. He could have, he could have tried harder. <laughs> Especially when they were just talking about like artifacts and stuff and like the director's like general interests yeah like you couldn't couldn't do better anyways then (laughs) zach gets a drawing of his family from angela (laughs) yep and we have seen angela's drawings up until this point incredibly accurate they look renderings yeah they look good faces yes from nothing but skulls yes She's able to come up with really lifelike drawings. Yes. Just a pencil on paper. <laughs> she will identify people for mm-hmm. this. She is so good. She's literally identifying nameless, unidentified victims mm-hmm. for this lab. Mm-hmm. This, well, it looked like a pencil drawing, like colored pencils, maybe? I, honestly, it looked like crayons or, to me. It is fucking horrible. It's so bad. First of all, it looks like she needs corrective lenses it's very blurry it is there is not a 
piece of definition anywhere in there. There is five to ten flesh-colored orbs floating in a blue background, a mess of scribble blue background. To be fair, because I knew this would come up. (laughs) And for some reason, I'm always trying to defend these fucking idiots. I nearly lost my fucking mind. To get that, she must have had to stand in the shadows like bones. And like draw them very quickly (laughs) or like take mental snapshots to be able to draw it so she didn't have a ton of time all i could think was she must have been standing like like you said like a hundred feet away in the back out of the corner peering over as zach says hi to his family through the glass Mm -hmm. and then this picture furiously this picture which has almost no definition or sharpness is basically just because she physically couldn't see more than what she produced it could be any family of white brown-haired folks Uh uh-huh there were maybe two to three colors used in this entire piece and the thing is it's not even like (sighs) they could have been like good it didn't have to be accurate like it could have been at least a good drawing it just wasn't a good drawing let alone accurate as to the people who were just shown on the screen here's my question it's so bad why not just draw a nice portrait of zach then yeah what the fuck did you just give this man or just draw his mom or just draw his mom and dad it was huge and it was it was very 80 background yes there was just again like eight flesh-colored orbs floating in blue scribble background. It was probably like uh, eighteen by twenty-four. Like it was a it, it good was size large. piece of paper, and only about an eight and a half and eleven size like amount of space was taken up. It looked like a child's crayon scribble it drawing. It looked like like if you looked carefully at any one of those faces, they didn't even look like a face. It. It looked like the second best artist in middle school drew that, and they did an okay job. It was mind-boggling. It was truly the worst thing she's ever drawn. I just... Wow. Yeah, she know. She really... Uh, what's it? Shit the bed? What, what's the phrase I'm looking yeah. for here? She, she, she fucked a, up. She did a terrible job. I feel like even Zach was like, oh, it's great. Yeah, he was not <laughs> loving it, and that's fair. I would have crumpled it up in front of her and be like, do it again. Meanwhile, then we move on to, who is it? Booth. Oh, no. Uh, Hodgins gets some kind of scarab thing that I can't right. even tell you what the fuck it is. It's like a little, it looks like a little trinket thing. Yeah, but it's like kind of big. It is. Does the top come off? I don't, he, it's like some sort of rare scarab, yeah. like s- small little statue thingy. Yeah, like a paperweight kind of. Yeah, and... He's just like, this is such a great rendering. And I was like, huh? And then I was also furthermore like, did you make this? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, are you secretly like really into whittling and wood carving? And you were able to do this in like a couple hours and like paint it also? (laughs) And And like finish it with a stain? (laughs) Yeah. It didn't look like they didn't focus on it for a very long time. You didn't really get to see it much, but. There was a lot going on with it, but you couldn't tell what the fuck it was. No, it, it was not identifiable. Because it looked like kind of the shape of maybe a beetle thing, but it had other stuff on top of it. It was just round, and you could see that there were textures carved yeah. into it, and there were some colors also in it, but you it couldn't tell what it was. It looked 
vaguely Egyptian, maybe. Yes. Like, maybe he just took it from... <laughs> honestly, I think... Because they said he used to be an archaeologist, right? Yeah. I honestly was like, he must have just, like, grabbed something in his from desk. His, yeah. And it was, like, here. It just... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Um, And then Booth, which, like, this was really fucking nice. Like, yeah. Zach gives Booth the, the robot, robot that he had made to give to Booth's son. Because... Mm-hmm. For Christmas, which because at the Booth beginning of the has... episode, Booth is like, "Oh my god, I need to get out of here and yeah. do some last minute Christmas shopping," presumably yeah. for his son. Like, dude, come and on. now he's giving him the best gift of all. Yeah, which that doesn't really seem like a gift for like a five year old or whatever. No, nope. but whatever. Um, so those are all the gifts. Um, then it's Christmas Eve. The lab people come in. Test results. Test results. You're all negative. You can all leave. Hooray. Everyone rushes out. So excited. Except for. Except for fucking that orphan. (laughs) She. And she keeps on calling Boo's son his boy. Oh, yeah. Say. Just call him Parker. Say Merry Christmas to your boy for me. Like, that's so weird. No one speaks like that. (laughs) Say either your son or say his name. You know his name now. What is wrong with you? You fucking weirdo. Oh, my God. Yeah, at some point, she's like, I'm sorry you didn't get to spend Christmas morning with your boy. Your boy. Who? After she had already called him his boy at some other earlier. Oh, I didn't know you had a boy or something. Like, what? What's wrong with you, girl? Oh, so Booth says that he'll be at the Chinese food place with his brother slash best friend, Sid, apparently. <laughs> Extended she family member. Yeah. Um, And then... As soon as everybody leaves, in comes Ivy Gillespie and her very pretty granddaughter. Oh, yeah. And also, Ivy looked amazing. Yes, because 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 Bones and Angela have a yelled conversation, by oh the way, God. from one floor down up to the mezzanine mm-hmm. about how they need to identify, they need to find Ivy Gillespie and let her know careful Lionel didn't abandon her. He was actually murdered and he wanted them to run away together mm-hmm. and they need to give her the answer she never got. And Bones is like, why? Who, know, who knows if she's even still alive and why would, would he, after all these years, bring up this painful moment and ruin her life? And then Angela's like, wouldn't you have wanted someone to give you that answer? And Bones is like, yes! And then like and gets she, up very quickly. And she just like storms off and then she spends the rest of the night making calls. We just get an incredible montage of calls of her trying to find ivy gillespie so she does mm-hmm. and she comes into the lab mm-hmm. um i don't know who let her into the lab because it's christmas eve and it's not like the smithsonian is open literally quarantine like was lifted night. approximately 30 seconds yes. ago they're just like walk right on in here we go <laughs> um it's not the greatest acting i've ever seen from two people <laughs> it's rough it's rough i mean yeah <sighs> Um, so Bones tells her the whole story, uh, conveniently the granddaughter cannot afford to pay for college, but then she has this penny now. Hooray. Also, I don't know why they had to mention that like her Ivy's daughter had died eight years ago. That seemed like an unnecessary detail. She could just be coming in with her granddaughter. There's no reason not to. It's fine. Could they not find an actress in time who was like 40? <laughs> well, I maybe it was because, okay, so the grandmother's like, I was an unwed woman who gave right. birth to a half-white child, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then she's like, but then like she basically was like talking about her grit and like 
pulling herself up by her bootstraps. Mm-hmm. She made it so her daughter would become a nurse. And now my granddaughter is going to be a doctor. doctor. Yep. So maybe they have to say that the mom died to explain why the daughter doesn't have money for college so that then the penny can make sense. I don't. Also, just college is expensive. It makes right. sense that it's difficult to go to med school. To be honest, I thought it was very weird that she said that at all. It's so weird. Because I just, well, not even the, the fact that her daughter died, but the, the fact that, oh. that, that the grandmother was like, and my daughter's, and my granddaughter's going to be a doctor. And then the daughter, the granddaughter just shuts her down. And she's like, Grandma, I don't have money for college. As if she's not going to go, period. Yeah. And I just thought that was really weird because I'm not trying to suggest that, like, it's not a common problem a lot of people face not being able to afford college of course but like i just feel like in this day and age especially if your mother was a nurse like she would be getting a student loan like she would be she would be like any one of the millions of americans who have been forced to take on way too much student debt to try to go to school it just seems so odd to me that she'd be like i'm just not going and maybe that's why the acting was awkward around it because it was was just a weird very the whole thing was so forced yeah. and so set up right that like it's supposed to be triumphant that she gets yeah. this money and i'm like you most people don't have money to pay for college yeah. most people figure it out because they have to it was just so weird for her to be like shut up grandma i'm not going <laughs> or for the grandma to bring it up at all like yeah. if they had already talked about how she can't afford to go to yeah like med school and then also peppering in her dead daughter i don't know it was very poorly written yes it was clearly like they just slapped it in they were just like oh and then ivy gillespie comes back and it it made me a little angry that it was so poorly done it was poorly acted i mean she hands ivy the 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 plane tickets to paris and like some old letters so that Mm -hmm. she knows he was thinking of her and And ivy is thrilled and and to show that like he didn't actually abandon her her. he really came through on his promise because Mm -hmm. she sees the plane tickets and she's like tickets to paris and the granddaughter's like isn't that what he promised you mo or grandma and he and she's just like starts tearing up she's like thank you for giving me my life back and i was like wait what you didn't like what I was like, you went on to do you were did incredible. amazing things. You, yeah, overcame so many odds. Like, yeah, it was just like so over dramatic, but also didn't really make sense. It wasn't hitting at the points that made yeah. it. The whole thing was so painfully off. It made me mad. This woman just told us like a whole lifetime of incredible achievements and like yeah. overcoming adversity. And she's like, you gave me my life back because now she knows this guy who she thought ditched her in the fifties is like, actually was just dead. It could have easily <laughs> just been, thank you so much. I can finally like close this chapter of right. my life. Or like, she was like, I thought the worst of him. Yeah. So it's like, it'll, it could just be like, Oh, th- thank you so much. I thought the worst of him, but now I know he was trying to yeah. do what he promised. Yeah. What a great feeling. Yeah. <laughs> What a relief. What I, a great feeling to know after all these years, Lionel was the man I thought he was. There's so much. It was an easy scene to write. Like, We've it was, given them countless alts. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, that's the thing. It was an incredibly easy scene to write. Yeah. It's, they made it terrible. Yes. Well, also here's the thing i felt like part of it was like they're trying to figure out to be like what's going to make the penny revelation hit home that it's worth it's worth money. A, like i know even if you're wealthy no that's matter. still a shit ton of right. money it's amazing and would be anybody would be pumped to get a hundred thousand yes. dollar penny no matter what ivy gillespie on her own she's old and in assisted living i'm sure she needs the money yes like it it was so badly done <laughs> jesus fucking christ also i don't know that that's really hers to give away 
That Pretty was something sure I thought too. That now belongs that to the evidence? U.S. government. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. She, Look. And like Booth is Mr. By the Rules. And you're just going to let her throw away evidence? Not throw away, but give away evidence? Like, that's not how that works. Look. I mean, I support her doing this. No, like, 100%. That, it, no. It's like in the realm of all the dumb shit that happened this episode. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it totally raised a flag for me. And I was like, wait, what? Now, now we're just giving shit away now? Yep. Like, she's just going to take all of this stuff? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how mad this uh, episode <laughs> may be. Um, so after that happens, she's feeling good. She skips over to sit in the Chinese food place. She finds David Boreanaz. She's chatting with him. And then um, Parker comes in. Yeah. Don't, I don't know where he was. I don't know. I don't know. But fine. Parker comes in. He goes to Booth. Did you notice that he kisses him on the lips? No. Which, like... Is that weird? I used to kiss my parents on the lips when I was a kid. Oh, no, me too. But, like, I guess they're actors, so it's fine. But it'd be weird if I was a parent to watch my kid kiss another person (laughs) on the lips. (laughs) You know? Wait, you're just thinking about the mom? The mom standing in the background watching her son kiss David Boreanaz on the lips? I mean, then you wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't also have your son be a child actor, I don't think. Fair. It was just, it seemed unnecessary. It could have just had them hug. Look, I wasn't that impressed with Parker. (laughs) Oh, I think he's so cute. Oh, I think he's adorable. I just was getting nothing from his performance. (laughs) (laughs) What was he supposed to do? Here's the thing. What did you want from him? He kissed David Boreanaz on the lips. <laughs> he, kissed a, he kissed a strange man on the lips because someone told him to. If that's not impressive, I don't know what is. I just honestly could have done without that whole scene. I mean, yeah, it's completely unnecessary. I don't know why. I don't know why they tossed him Wait, Why was she there? Just to say like, Cause Ivy Gl- she just told him, oh, Ivy Gillespie came. That's why yes. she went. And because he had told her that he was going to be there. And neither of them fucking have friends. And I don't know if, like, does he not have parents? Who? Siblings? Booth. Why the fuck is he at a Chinese restaurant? He has a brother. He has a younger brother. I don't know why, like, because that was Christmas Eve still, right? Um, So is Parker still just hanging? He was just hanging with Sid? Out with Sid the whole time? And also. Booth had been there, so why wasn't Parker already with him? Well, no, no, because Sid had to go out and get him from wherever the fuck he was holding him. He walks in with Parker from the outside, and then Parker runs to him. I don't fucking know. Anyways. um, So that whole thing happens. Booth leaves with Parker. Cute whatever. Bones then goes back To to the lab. Where the present uh-huh. that her parents had left her was there. Yep. Why did she bring that in from home? Presumably a couple of days ago. Right. Because this is now Christmas Eve. There are, look. It doesn't make any sense. Wasn't there another sense. present there too? 
I I thought there was a like a pile. It looks like a little and, pile. Because at first I got confused when she pulled it out because yeah. I thought like she was just pulling it out from their general secret Santa pile. Right, right. And then I realized it was under the Christmas tree. Exactly. And then she opens the card and says, you know, Merry Christmas, Tempe from Mom and Dad. And, and it's like, like what? The, in the wrapping paper, it's like you know, like little kid yeah. wrapping paper. And I'm just like. I, I did the exact same math you did. I was like, literally, my last couple lines and notes are like, what the fuck is going on? Is this just something she keeps in her office the whole time? Or did she bring it purposefully uh, in advance a couple days ago? And if so, why? Because earlier on, they just talked about how she hates gifts. And this is clearly the reason why she hates gifts. And it's just like, what is she doing if this was the most traumatic experience of her life, carrying around an unopened gift box just like to her place of work? Like, it's not even like she has it in her closet at home mm. in a special keepsake right, right, right. box. Which is where you She's just expect. bringing it with her places. And leaving it work. out in the open. Yeah. and the, Oh, yeah. Putting it under a tree where anyone can see it or grab it. You would think it's very and precious. it blatantly sticks out because it's like pretty unicorn paper from like 1985 or some it's shit. Just, it made no sense. Nope. And so she opens the card. The card is so underwhelming. Yeah. Like, they, I didn't write down it, but just to like... Merry Christmas, Christmas, Tempe, or whatever. And then there's, like, dots or some, like, a random line across it. And then, like, love mom and dad. Like, yeah. you would think... They would write something They would there? write a fucking loving message, nope. even if it's just two sentences. Nope. They nope. literally just it's bought the, the card, card off the shelf and yeah. just signed it. And it's and just, put it like, a Santa with, like, sunglasses or some sh- bullshit. Yeah. It's a terrible card yep. with no message whatsoever. Correct. It's so generic. I don't know. What a letdown after all these years of, uh, uh, at least now, what, 15 years of not opening it and apparently just holding it with you on your person for 15 years. Yeah. Also, like, why would your parents get you a Christmas card when you're a kid? No, she was 15. But still, like, you would have been opening those presents with your family yeah. Why would you have a Christmas card? Oh, I see. When what you're, you're all sitting around together, my dad does that because he puts cash in it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, he also writes a lovely little. I'll tell you the message. real reasons. It's because they needed some way without to another sh- person I mean, there yeah. to show us from her parents. It was just terrible. You could have just had a gift card tag on the front, been like "To Tempe from Mom and Dad, we yep. love you." Yep. And so then she opens the present. Uh-huh. And the camera pulls back and she looks happy and you never know what the fuck is yep. in that box. It's all just face acting from from Emily Deschanel. Mm-hmm. Just so she like kind of like you can tell she's like happy and yeah. touched and pleased. Right. Maybe a little emotional. Is there mm-hmm. a little teariness? Maybe. Maybe. Yep. I was hoping it was going to be like a little microscope or something. Well, we'll never know. Nope. And that's the beauty of it, Jax. I wanted to rip my television off the wall. I apparently did not like this episode as much as I thought it did. Yeah, the the gift thing at the end really pissed me off because I was like, this makes no fucking it's sense. For this woman so absurd. who the entire episode has been shitting on everyone's parade yeah. and being such a straight up bitch about everyone's beliefs, <laughs> like calling it like the Christ myth and like, like antagonizing people about it. And then, and then we find out she just kind of like carries this present around and apparently and if there's another present there like did they make presents for you and just didn't open them because you're a fucking asshole your friends left you presents yep your friends left you presents 
she was not at her best this episode. No. <laughs> and I can't, she's been through a lot. I can't even imagine because yes. as you find out later, she was horribly abused by her foster family sometimes. Yes. So I like. I remember that. You know. I get it to a degree. Yeah, like, but that's the thing. It's like, just make it make sense. I can accept her storyline if then at the end she doesn't whip out a present. All you had to do was have her go home. Yes. Just stick her in any apartment. Or and have, have her, her pulled go out. home and find the, like, finally have this moment of being like, maybe it's time for me to move on. And then she pulls out the present and just yeah, like, looks at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's all. That's yeah. all you have to do. You don't have to build a whole new set. Just have a little thing. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Well, Jax, I don't know if you noticed, but they only want to use the few sets and the few oh actors god. that they've already got. Oh my god! She would have had to go to Sid she would have had to go one. to the Chinese restaurant and been like, Sid, you know how you've been holding this present for me this whole time? Can you finally give it to me? I'm finally ready to open it. Here's your wonton soup and your present. <laughs> it's so absurd. I just I can't. Wow, I really eviscerated that one. Sorry. No, look, it was all. It was one of those episodes where, like, isn't that like a, a there's a term in that for it in like TV? It's like a bottle episode or something like that, where like they purposefully have all the characters only have this one set or like one place so they don't move around. And it wasn't truly that because they did go to the Chinese restaurant later. But uh, I thought bottle episode was more. Um, it's outside of the typical context, which I guess it kind of is in a way. Oh, I don't know. I just um, totally. But it's not quite you don't need to have you just kind of jump into it you don't need to necessarily have like the whole explanation of the show oh got it different all right well i think unrelated i might be wrong but i was just like why did we do this that's a very (laughs) fair question then because like we know that they thought they were giving us a lot of great backstory that you don't usually get to have when Mm. you're just doing like dead body of the week but like yeah i you know I, the writing was just particularly bad on this episode, and I don't, I don't know. Like, what did we learn? Well, we learned Booth has. Well, a we son. learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we learned a lot, but in a very dissatisfying way. I would say. All right. So anyway, there's only one necklace because anyway they were quarantined. Right. So she couldn't change. Oh, that's right. 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 Yeah. I was wondering why there wasn't a different necklace. Yeah. So there's that. Um. On to better things. Yes. Dudes. Yep. Give it to me. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm bringing up someone I've already brought up again because oh. I was just reintroduced to him. Oh. Uh, my man, Hugh Dancy. Oh, right, right, right. Because I just recently watched Late Night, a very delightful movie, by the way. Love it. Emma Thompson is a queen and yes. I love her forever. Agreed. But Hugh Dancy is in it and he plays kind of an asshole, which was hurtful to me after watching the Jane Austen book club where he's such a sweet little guy. <laughs> I feel like he's often a sweet guy, so it's kind of a cool departure for him, maybe. Oh, yeah. Career wise, I'm sure it was excellent and congratulations. But personally, for my <laughs> personal relationship with him on screen, I was like a little wounded um but overall i was like yeah he's still fucking cute mm-hmm. he's still really goddamn good looking and even though he plays an ap- an asshole in this movie i was still pretty into it so i really appreciated seeing him because literally i remember watching the jane austen book club being like he's clearly so crazy young here because his movie is like quite old oh, yeah. i was like thinking to myself i wonder what it looks like now did i bother to look it up no and then i didn't good. have to yeah. and he looks great so congratulations to hugh dancy <laughs> Whatever you're doing, keep it up. You're yeah. doing it right. Um, 
But yeah, him and related to that in the same movie, Reed Scott, who you've seen from Veep Reed? and stuff. He plays Dan Egan in Veep and in oh. and in late night he was like the monologue no, writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like both of these guys were not amazing in the beginning of the movie, but Reed Scott really turns around and you really start to like him. And I've seen him in these other shows and I've always thought he was really funny Mm -hmm. and interesting, but he often does play these asshole type characters. So you're not usually like rooting for him or wanting to like Mm -hmm. be on his side. He's usually like the, the best looking guy in high school who's mean and and only likes the cheerleader. Yeah. And like sort of privileged entitled kind of douche kind of vibe yep but in this one he still has that vibe but it turns around and so it allowed me to be like oh you're good looking and i like you here so i was into it fair those are my dudes i like it um so i watched the first episode of the new season of westworld Ooh, which that show Uh uh-oh do you watch it i've only seen season one okay which i did really like Season two goes off the goddamn rails. Uh Uh-oh. And so season three, I was like, you know what? It's not like I got anything else going on. (laughs) And they have been advertising it a bit, but it kind of got overshadowed by the old coronavirus. Oh, just that little thing? Yeah. Um, So uh, Aaron Paul is in the new season. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's not in the previous ones. And he's cute, and yeah. he's got a great voice. It's like that super low. Hmm. I think I might be more attracted to his voice. Hmm. And I also like uh, how much he loves his wife. Because <laughs> in real life, he just gushes about her, and I just watched them. They were just on Architectural Digest, and they just seem like a delightful couple. You and mean like on social media and stuff? Um, well, they gave a tour of their house. Oh, yeah. No, um, I mean, when you say he gushes over his wife, oh, like, yeah. it's like on social or, like, media. Or like on interviews or whatever. Got it. Um, and they're very cute. And he seems like a nice, funny dude. And I really like that house. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just like him. Okay. I He's only... not usually my type because he's teeny and blonde. I say teeny. He's probably like 5'8". But he's on the smaller side. Oh, that's true. He's a skinny little guy. Having only really seen him in Breaking Bad or Breaking Bad related things like El Camino. Mm. I just, I think just that portrayal isn't really quite my vibe. So I've never really super been that into him. Yeah. But I can see it. I can see that if he looked a little you know, bit more cleaned were you up. you not a BoJack Horseman person? Oh, I did. But that's just his voice. I like that voice. Oh, yeah. See, I actually find his voice annoying oh i like it not the tone of it mm. i think it's just um he does the words that he's saying annoying characters also yeah i think that's and like they're always they're kind of whining and idiots yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like you know for breaking bad it's just like yes yeah dummy and idiot yeah so you're just, just kind like, of pathetic even though towards the end i obviously we all turn around yeah. to him but like you know like that's the thing that i remember the most is just him being kind of a doofus yes so he usually plays those characters Totes fair. But in Westworld, he is... In Westworld... I don't want to spoil anything for you. Oh, well, is he not a dummy? No, he is not a dummy. Okay, that's better. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Well, first I have to watch through season two, and then I'll give it a shot. I mean, I was talking to Tom Connors about this, um, because he only watched some of season one. Okay. 
And I was like, I could sum it up for you, season two for you, in one sentence. Oh. So. Okay, maybe uh, I'll ask you for that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. You clearly don't think it's worth the watch. <sighs> it gets up its own asshole a lot. Oh, boy. And Nobody likes that. It's a lot of, is this person or a robot? It's just like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, okay. Wait, do you Come mean on. like philosophically? Like no, the- like literally. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the philosophical thing in the first season, right? And like at what yeah. point does a person become a person versus like whatever? And then, okay, so you're saying it's literally like like a horror movie. I don't know what is real or what is a robot. Wow. Yes. So, which... If it's just like one person and it's just kind of like, oh, what's going on? This is interesting. But when it's like every other fucking character, like, come on, guys. Just, I can't anymore. And it just, it goes off the rails. Is it supposed to be like eerie, like suspenseful? Because you're like, oh my God, are we in danger or something? A little, yes. I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago now. But like, it just, it seems to lose, it almost felt like lost in that like, you started off strong. You have all these kind of mysteries and stuff. And then there's all this buildup. And it's just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and But it's so up its own ass that it's kind of confusing. You're not quite sure what exactly is going on. And right. Like, what, are we still building toward that same goal? Or are we kind of whatever? Yikes. I'm hoping it gets a little bit back on track for season three. Okay. Um, Aaron Paul's character... Uh, he's living in the real world and he's just a little bit lost. Aw, okay. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely not um, like a pathetically weak Jesse Pinkman. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I think you might like it. All right. Also, um, to talk about some ladies who I like. Oh! Um, Evan Rachel Wood... Um, particularly in this season because she's wearing more like fancy clothing. She is fucking mesmerizing. Mm. I enjoy watching her. She's beautiful. Um, they put her in like gorgeous dresses and stuff. Ooh, I like that. I don't know if she eats. Not that, not, this is not commenting on like, she's too thin or anything. She just, she looks amazing. Yeah. And I don't know how any human being looks like that. Right. I feel like she just looks at pictures of food uh-huh. and then puts those cards down and then walks away and puts on a beautiful <laughs> dress. Like, I don't know how you have, I think she's pretty tall. She's gorgeous. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching this first episode of Westworld because it's very styled and it's very pretty. Um, and she is just stunning in it. And like her character is a badass. So I also like that. Who doesn't like seeing a beautiful woman? Shoot a Kick bunch ass. of dumb, dumb dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I watched a terrible movie Ooh. that we talked about a little bit. Terminator Dark Fate. Oh. Um, how dare you? <laughs> and did I you was, see it? I did. And I was into it. What? Jax, <laughs> I will just blink. Like, again, those few movies yes. that really got in when i was like young yes a little too baby. young yeah they they really have to sh- just 
utterly destroy the franchise for me to be like that was unwatchable interesting um that movie was not good but i mean it wasn't the worst i've seen yeah okay. it was pretty much your eyes lit up at the idea of me I was not like, hating give me it. that <laughs> it was exactly what i thought it was gonna be to be quite honest exactly that level of just okay you know what the thing is though you haven't been watching the other terminators in between i the only one i haven't seen is three. Oh, so you have oh have i seen terminator salvation yeah yeah oh bummer okay well because okay. i was gonna say wait what was the other one in between that one terminator three one oh. two three salvation dark fate oh Wait, what about the one where John Connors is part machine? Is that... Oh, God. Maybe that's three? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I'm probably never going to watch it. Okay. I don't care. It's garbage. I suddenly had a horrible pit in my stomach where I was like, did I just ruin this I've been told that it's garbage, and I know that it's garbage because it's the third of the movie franchise. That one was truly terrible. So what I was going to say is the reason why I was into this one was because compared to the other last couple installments, this Mm. was pretty acceptable yes yes i would call this a movie (laughs) i'd say this was pretty a movie um i will say oh what is her name what is the name of the actress from dark fate uh oh the blonde girl yeah i don't know i liked her a lot though zen i found myself so attracted to her i love a woman that Mackenzie can be Davis. pretty but also like make me feel like she could kick beat ass. me to death yes like you know what i mean and she looks tall and like <laughs> athle- she yes. had a very ath- naturally yeah. like, athletic it's build. not like when they put angelina jolie oh, in like a, a secret it's... agent movie they're like she could beat you up right and they're like no her wrist would fracture immediately she's 90 pounds yes soaking wet this girl i'm like she could she's beat a, yeah. me to a pulp totally um I was like, am I sexually attracted to this woman? Sorry, just I was to pause. so attracted to her. Oh, yes. no, same. I just wanted to interject and say it's Terminator, Terminator 2, T3, Terminator T3. Salvation, Terminator Genesis, and then Terminator Dark Fate. That's why I was getting I confused. I missed Because Genesis. I was like, wait. Yeah, Genesis. So Genesis is the one with What's Her Face from Game of Thrones, I believe. Oh, um, did I see that? Which I also enjoyed. <laughs> obviously god look i love salvation i love terminator genesis oh my god matt smith is in it oh yeah man matt smith and the guy oh yeah amelia clark that's what i'm thinking of yep 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 yep. cheap oh interesting oh jason clark oh just to be clear it wasn't good i just loved it because jai courtney is in it i when i say i I loved it i don't mean because it was a good movie he's the worst i just mean because i was hankering for another installment and they put a lot of good actors in it it made and there was good effects it made 440 million dollars it wasn't a good movie fuck you i mean it was okay look she's also that's another tiny human who i do not believe could even clark even hold a gun properly because they're heavy that's okay she's not really she's not really doing that she's not yeah but um i think it it did a good job continuing the franchise let's just say that so anyway so when this movie came i was like i think this is an uptick that's why i was like pleasantly on board with it Uh, we gloss over my possible sexual awakening oh i'm so sorry to talk about terminator genesis 
a load of you horse get, shit. You get me on a t- on a train of thought about Terminator. I will not stop. I'm so sorry. Let's You're go like back. a Terminator. Let's go. <laughs> it's appropriate. Let's go back to this woman who you are sexually attracted to because she's rightfully so. She I means she's hot. Wait, what's her name? Mackenzie Davis. Okay, good for her. Wait, has she, she been anything else? Yes. Uh, I don't remember what She's it, Canadian. Love it. She now She was just, in Blade Runner 2049, which I also did not see. That's what it was. I did not see that. And she was in a bunch oh, of really? other stuff, which I did oh, not recognize. Good. I also did not see Tully, which she apparently was in. Oh, no, thank you. Also The Martian, which I do not remember her in. She was in The Martian. Maybe She must have been a small, small part, yeah. yeah. Um, but Blade Runner 2049, I think you would like. Yeah, I know. I keep... I think it's free yeah. somewhere now. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's just one of those things where I m- remember zero about the Blade Runner universe. So I feel like I have to go back and watch the original before I watch that one. I was underwhelmed by the original. I know oh, people got like real people were boners with it. for it. I personally it. hated it. I did not think it was that great. It put me to sleep. It I, was a real slog to get there. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, I just maybe it was again so many of so much of it's contextual. Like at that time, yes. I'm sure it was amazing. Like right, whatever. Yeah, I'm but watching Jesus it Christ. in like 2000 seven or yeah. something being like what is the pacing of this film jesus christ oh i was watching it in like 2018 oh <laughs> <laughs> so you're even more so like get me out of yeah. here and then 2049 was phenomenal yeah it okay. just looked so good it was beautiful i do this thing a lot where i'm like if i want to fully appreciate the thing i want to watch i need to go back oh, and give it the proper context 100%. so it's like i'm giving myself homework for stuff which yeah. is why i end up never actually watching any of the new movies or shows that i should be watching i don't think you need to see you rewatch the original Blade Runner. Okay, just you're right. Why would I do that to myself? I'll just read a quick synopsis and there you go. Dump, jump right in. Yeah. Um, I will say Jared Leto is fucking ugh, in the new movie. Is that good or bad? No, he's terrible. Oh. I can't stand him. Oh, not that he's necessarily bad in the role. I just dislike him. Oh, his personality is irritating. And like, I feel like you see his personality in that role. I'm just like, oh, fuck off. Where he's like, I'm an actor. Yeah, he just takes himself so seriously. Um... Also, 30 Seconds to Mars. It's like, calm down. I've literally could not. I don't know that I've ever heard a song of theirs. It's like they had popular songs, but it. I think he thought they were like really doing something for rock music. I and I'm just like, no. I think he thinks everything that he does is amazing. Yes, he's an artiste, whatever. I just, <laughs> that's another human who looks very breakable. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I could beat him up because you think he has bird he bones. like one of those scrawny, scrappy guys, though. Like, you like you would beat the shit out of him for sure and dominate him strength-wise. He would scratch but me. But he would, like... And I don't need he that. He would, like, scuttle around and he'd, like, he'd keep popping back up. That's the thing. Like, I don't know if he would stay down. <laughs> like, you'd punch him a bunch. But I think he'd keep getting up. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a very attractive person. Like, I think he's objectively attractive. Not but into his look. his... He's... I just hate him. <laughs> <laughs> him and Jai Courtney. Oh, anyways, Mackenzie. Yeah, good for uh, her. You made me confused. Hey, like I genuinely, I sat there then. I was like, I don't. I need to analyze these feelings because reevaluate. M- maybe I don't know. I mm-hmm. also because she's athletic and that's like the body I wish I had. I was like, maybe yeah. I just want to be her. Yes. I don't know. Still processing. <laughs> um, you seem shaken to your core. A little bit. I was like, oh, 
with this dumbass movie, I did not expect these feelings. Yeah. Also, like, she's very protective in the movie. I feel like we'd be pals. I don't know. And you say it was a bad movie. Look at you. you you're, know re- you're reevaluating so much of your life based off of this movie. Honestly, I wouldn't have... It was fine. I, I really did not like Linda Hamilton's character. I just... She was such... Granted, her son had been murdered. So, yeah. You're I was gonna, pissed about that. I, I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. He was supposed to like save the human race in the no, future. Yeah, I know that. But oh, like, but I just, I was I like, why know. did you do that? Yeah, that's why. After I was like, like, I don't know, seven movies about him why and all his of a family are you murdering him. Right. It's so well. I'm assuming it's like now we can reboot the series with another family. Oh god. I guess like you know, kind of like us. Like maybe uh, Star Wars style, we're like we're done with that whole family oh, now. God. Let's move on to this other set of stories. I don't know. She was just so. Uh, she's just a bummer, and I she really was so like her. I usually like her, but that character was so like just shit on everything. And Here's I the thing: to like, I don't think you... I'm an unbiased watcher for this one. So You're I'm not. just like yeah. Oh, Jason also liked her, and I just did not like her character in that movie. I loved her clothes. I thought for her age, I like, her she hair. looks so good. She does. Yeah, and she still, to me, looks like she could really bust some shit up, which I was, like, so excited about. Because, again, I don't know how old she is, but she's getting up there. Yeah. And she, I thought, on screen, she was formidable-seeming. Especially yeah. next to this young girl, Mackenzie Davis, mm-hmm. who was, like, running around being super athletic. I was like, I thought, I thought she looked good. She did. I just, I guess with male characters, but particularly with female characters, I feel like whenever they make them tough, they make them very gruff and masculine. And I don't think you need to be, every time you have a tough female character, you have to be very masculine. You have to be very mean and gruff and insensitive. Like you can just be a normal fucking person and be tough. Yes. And so she looked tough like she's doing all these things and she also has a shitty attitude she doesn't like people like she doesn't like this person who clearly is has the same mission as her of to protect this young woman so why are you being such a dick like i just it was a trope that i've seen a million times and i'm so fucking tired of it that i think i was just like oh man like her character in the past and i i it makes sense with her character in this movie, I guess. But, like, her character in the past was tough, but she loved her son. She was still a mother and everything. And in this movie, she was just an asshole. And it was hard for me to root for her. And I... This is a show about bones, and now I'm just really getting into <laughs> Terminator Dark Fate. I don't know. I just... That trope of tough, just angry bitch women, I find yeah. very tiresome. I totally agree with you about that. I hate when it's just like, how do I write a strong female character? And she's just a man. man with ovaries. Yeah. And then she's an asshole too, yeah. man with ovaries. But I think I must have. 
it makes sense with her character in I this think, movie. Yeah, her I think, son has been murdered. She's just like, fuck everything. Well, because I think she was always kind of gruff and masculine, though. True. So that's, I think in my mind, I was just like, okay, this is an extension of that. I think yeah. I just kind of like blew it off in my mind because I was just so excited to see her there mm. that I was just like, yay, she's back. And then I was just like, yeah, she's an asshole. Whatever. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, I was annoyed about her son dying and that whole part of it. So like, I didn't love the assholeness either, but I was like, okay, whatever. You need to do the math. How would she have changed now that her son's dead? She's a dick. Cool. Whatever. I just really want to see her wave a giant gun around. She did that. It and makes it all makes sense with her character. I just didn't like it. Although I, I did think that's find very it, reasonable. And the fact that they kind of address it by Mackenzie's I can't remember her last name at this point. Uh, character a couple Calling times her out, giving right? her shit about it. Yeah. Because like yeah like. If this character is tired of her, why should I not be tired of her? Like, yeah, oh, that's a good point. You know, I don't know. It was a totally fine movie. I will say one of my other people on here who I can't remember I've spoken about before, maybe, but um, Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. Which is why I didn't mind Terminator Salvation as much because I just like him so much. And I find him so captivating to watch. He's such a talented actor. He makes like that. We were talking about before um, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. And I feel like he makes that role seem so much easier than it actually was, I think. Yes. And like I, I forgot that it was him. I am mm-hmm. watching a professional race car driver. Yeah. I have to say I agree. I have not normally been super pro Christian Bale. Not that I'm against. I think mm. he's a great a- yeah. um, actor, but I've never been like super into him. But you kind of I have nothing against him. You kind of forget about him when he's not in the movie because yeah, he, well, he's, he's not in the huge spotlight, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yes. Um, so when he pops up in a film, it's easier for me to be convinced and kind of jump jump into it. I mean, honestly, I don't know that I even have even seen that many of his dramatic roles outside of like, honestly, like something like Batman. Batman. I'm trying to think about it and I'm realizing like, okay, I saw American Psycho, which is a million years ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't even think, I think I saw The Machinist, but like, I, I don't know that I just have seen enough of his work to fully grasp how good he is as an actor but you're so right i saw ford for safari i loved it i loved him in it mm-hmm. and i normally don't think i respond that strongly to him because again either he's batman or you know crazy man so and he's usually plays characters who are difficult to like yes i think that's very i i mean for some reason the thing even though in my head i can't remember the specific roles i've seen him in i just remember them always being like distant with like a major flaw or something that is like central to his character and that makes you not really want to like again root for him or like bond with him or whatever how many of his movies i've seen (laughs) i was the only person who watched the promise because it was him (laughs) and oscar isaac oh okay well hey um, two of our faves Let's see. Um, Equilibrium, 310 to Yuma. Oh, I definitely saw Equilibrium. Oh, my so God. Uh, Exodus, so good. Gods and Kings, terrible. Loved it. Definitely did not watch that. Uh, Rescue Dawn. Newsies, oh, I did see that. Empire of the Sun when he was a little kid. The Prestige. But did you just say Newsies? Yeah, Newsies. From what? Like original Newsies? Yeah. Oh. He's the Newsie. Am I? Oh. He's the main newsie. I watched that movie so much when I was younger. I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. 
holy shit. Um, Empire of the Sun, The Prestige, The Big Short, American Hustle, oh, the Vice, oh, The yeah. Fighter. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The Fighter was really great. Yeah. Okay. He's been in a lot. All right. But yeah, but he's always some weird character, I think. He's always a weird joke. Yeah. But yes, for V. Ferrari, I was so into him and I was rooting for him so hard. Totally. I was just like all about it. Totally. Did you ever see 310 to Yuma? Yes. I, I don't remember anything about that movie. Oh, I'll tell you that right great. now. I remember the title and that's it. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, he was my other guy because I just, I very much appreciate him as an actor. I find him attractive, especially when he gets to use his own accent. All I could think about though, I mean, no, sorry. That's, I loved the movie. So I, I was, I thought about many things, but mm-hmm. one thing that really kept bugging me about it mm-hmm. was that he looked so tan and all I could think about was like, I really hope that's fake tan. tanner. I hope he didn't actually go out in the sun and get that tan because his poor skin. And then all I could think about was melanoma. <laughs> oh God. We also were used to work together in a melanoma account. Yeah, no, I don't have a personal obsession with melanoma. It's just, <laughs> it's been on my mind a lot. Cause like, you know, I used to work around it, yeah. but yeah. Um, he did look very tan. He was so tan. Yeah. I was like, please, God, let that be a spray tan or tan. Or maybe he's just outside tan. a lot. I, I just was like, oh, God, is he wearing sunscreen? His skin looks I so know. dark. Anyway, that was my I only I wonder if it was feeling. a choice. I'm made. sure. I mean, because he plays like a mechanic, so he's outside, it seems uh, like. Yeah. So I figured yeah. it was intentional. I guess. I feel like everything he does, as is whatever his characters are, is very intentional. I, he seems, so I'm sure it was I think he's a very serious actor. I think he is. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I'll take it. He's great. Yeah, no, totally. He um, deserves to be in this group. 100%. Especially, like, he should have been nominated for an Oscar. When you look at, like, who was in that, oh, like, yeah. like, category, there's no reason for him not to be nominated. And quite frankly, why not Matt Damon? Because if freaking... Oh, wait, was this up for... When did that It was up for out? Best Picture. Oh. Um, Damn. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was not neither you would think that if they're in was it the, oh it would have been the oscars 2020 is that what it would have i been? guess so yeah um in terms of it was nominated for best picture but none of the actors from it were nominated for like best actor huh but I'm glad, you know, Jonathan Price for the two popes was nominated and Antonio Banderas was also nominated Wait, in what? movies that nobody saw. Antonio Banderas is nominated for what? Uh, it's a great question because <laughs> uh, Pain and Glory. Maybe okay. it's a wonderful movie that sure. I didn't see, but yeah. I never even heard of it. Whatever. And then even like a supporting actor, like... Anthony Hopkins and the two popes, like, really? Really? Why was not Matt Damon or Christian Bale in that slot? Uh, it's just all old white dudes. Literally every man and person in this character is a, in this category is a white guy over 50. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, Christian Bale is also, I suppose. But nonetheless, like, what are you guys doing? Anywho, opportunity missed. I think he's already won an Oscar, though, anyways, so. I hope so. Yeah, I think he has. I can't remember. Um, I don't have a hypothetical for you. I feel like I thought of one. Oh, boy. Um, 
Oh, is this too dark of a question? But like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, Ooh. do you? What do you think your plan would be? Topical because Corona. <laughs> you know, I feel like I haven't done as much thinking on this as I should. Mm. Let me ask you, what stage of the zombie apocalypse are we are? Are we are? Great yep. question. <laughs> are we at <laughs> English? Um, what stage are we? Like you're talking about, at? like I see initial signs that there's a breakout. The news is starting to report, like, oh, there's this weird thing happening. People are attacking other people. Yeah, let's yeah. say right at the beginning. Okay, if it's super right at the beginning, mm-hmm. I would rent a car or buy a used car. Anyway, a vehicle. Pack up all my essentials. I would do all this stockpiling hoarding that everyone else is doing right now, but I would do it for myself mm-hmm. in a car. And then I would drive to the nearest gun show <laughs> where I'm going to need someone to A, sell me a gun with literally zero check or a license or anything. And then B, also teach me how to load and shoot a gun because I don't know how to do any of those things because I've never done it. Hmm. Yes. Um, gotta throw Lucy in that car too. I forgot oh, to mention that my cat. cat, my cat's gotta come. I'm sorry. So that when a zombie comes near, you can toss her at the zombie yeah, and she's run. Gonna shit in the car as we were driving, uh, and then we're gonna drive, and we're gonna drive into the middle of nowhere. I don't know exactly oh, where. So you're not driving toward your family. <laughs> no, I I haven't decided yet because depending on what <laughs> Seattle's like, like if I've already tried to make some calls and they're not responding, mm. like you know those movies where it's like there's a disaster happening and there's like people on opposite locations and they're driving to see if their families yes. are still alive, yes. even though it's clear that society has completely only like eleven percent of society is still right. I yeah. would be like, oh my god, they must be gone. <laughs> I don't think I would drive all the way across. My family lives in Seattle. You're yeah. talking New York City to Seattle. Yeah. That drive would take weeks. Right. Or at least a week. Yeah. Um, I Assuming is, you even make it the whole way. Right. And so the amount of resources and time I'd have to consume to make it there just to find that they are in fact dead and mm. or zombies and yeah. or already also themselves left. Yeah. Um, maybe you know what it is. We should come up with a plan mm. in advance and then we know when we're triggering the plan. So I just know right, <laughs> on, I just know right away You're if they both- made it out. You're all trying to get to like Quebec. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. meet in blank central location. Yeah. And then if I go there, they're not there. I just know they died. That's it. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, yeah. So drive to the middle of nowhere, extremely secluded. Are we talking north or are we talking west to like Wyoming? North seems hard because they think the weather would be difficult in True. this in the winter time. True. And I don't have a ton of survival skills. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I need it to be like painfully easy for me to find food and stuff like that. Same. So I would probably do like west and vaguely south. Gotcha. Okay. And then just wait it out and see what happens. Yes. Basically try to be smart enough to figure out how to... Again, I can't personally build a house, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So I would really have to... find like an empty cabin somewhere that someone mm. just like left for me yeah. like super well maintained and perfectly <laughs> tons of canned food <laughs> yeah like everything i need in it but just not another human body there mm. yeah i'd have to go do that how long do you think before you eat lucy <laughs> <laughs> honestly the first hard winter that we pass <laughs> if things are rough and i didn't do a good job stockpiling and she's the first time she scratches you is yeah. like you're done yep cat cat burgers yep cool 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 cool. i mean i love her but like i do love myself more than i love her to be clear fair 
<laughs> you should. She sucks. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. We'll all convene somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Okay. You're you're welcome to come join and jump in the car. I feel like we would be good partners. Yeah. I feel like I could keep you calmer ish. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. You know how to shoot a gun. No, I don't. Oh. I thought you did. Just well, it's fair assumption considering how many guns my family has. Right. Maybe I just assume because of all of the gun ownership. Yeah. No. Because I'm just like you guys. That's your thing. Enjoy. <sighs> Shoot. Um, I would try to obtain a gun, but also try to get some kind of stabby implement. Because <gasps> I feel like a you run, knife. you run out of bullets real quick. If so I've learned anything, from I want watching a machete. Walking dead. Yeah. Ooh. It's short enough, but long enough. Because knife, you got to get real close. What about like a Michonne kind of thing? You need a lot of skill to wield that blade. Oh, really? Okay. Like a katana sword. Because they're big. Like, yeah, no. I want a machete. I think I just want like a, you know, like those military, like every like Marine gets like whatever knife. Like an eight inch. Yeah. yeah. I think I want one of those. Okay. We'll try to find you one. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm probably at the gun show to be honest like let's be real there's got to be somebody out there selling army supply shit totally maybe throw a couple grenades sure but those will attract attention i guess what i mean is like for like the booby trapping of the house just in case to like protect us yeah okay um yeah i think see you are already following the rules and saying that you're gonna rent a car i'm just gonna steal a car (laughs) Because oh, at this yeah. point, fuck it. You're right. Who cares? Everything's going to shit. I think I might try to, depending on how long it is until like total meltdown of society, if I could just get like a first class ticket, because might as well spend that money and money's not going to matter. Might True. as well fly in style to Seattle to get some Mabroski. Oh, you're so good. You're like trying to find your family. I already gave up well, on them. Well, A, as we've established, he has guns. <laughs> And and they're close to the water. Yes. That would be a great mountain region to go up into. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hide away there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got all sorts of shit, so I feel like... Maybe Seattle's a place to go then. You know? Um, the weather, though, it's not like super chilly like a main. Yeah. You're not getting like as much snow. It's just kind of rainy. Just get some good boots and a good uh, raincoat. Um, but if that's not possible, if things are breaking down too fast, I will go with you. We will get a car, either buying it, stealing it, whatever. And, uh, yeah, we'll drive somewhere. Um, as soon as you get out to go to the bathroom, will I toss Lucy out and just say that a zombie got her? Yes. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, we'll just try to, because we're both... Though we don't have survival skills. We're Correct. both smart. Oh, God. And I feel like we could try to figure shit out a little bit together. I mean, like, the incredibly basic stuff I think I could do. Like, build a fire? I think I could build a fire. Amazing. If given the time and the resources. Okay, so first stop after the guns, library, so we can get some books. <laughs> Because the internet won't, will not be working. How to start a civilization from scratch. Road Atlas. <laughs> Books about camping and shit. Yeah. Survival stuff. What plants you can eat. Yep. How to trap animals. 
how to build primitive structures. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we just download onto our phones some quick videos. But that's assuming the electricity stays. Well, for the but l- yeah, we'll have to watch it and memorize it, <laughs> and then we got the one shot. Okay. Or just get six hundred external chargers. <laughs> all loaded up hit up a best buy we don't have any clothing in our backpacks we just have external chargers (laughs) no food no (laughs) water (laughs) we just have to eat lucy and drink her blood to stay alive (laughs) maybe some fishing poles smart like fish smart or a net or something Uh, i don't like fish i'm just gonna have to do it i'll probably lose weight and look great though i do really like fish i'd be okay with it yeah i'll learn to deal with it well, when we're starving, I think yeah, you'll learn to yeah. like the taste. I think I will, too. Maybe we can still Maybe some, build like, like a rabbit trap. I don't know. along the way just to <laughs> add some flavor. Um, okay, yeah. And then we'll just chill out in like, I don't know. I just really somewhere. need a structure. I don't want to live in like a tent. Same. Yeah. So it'll be tough to find because I can't build one. But even if you just are able to like chop a little bit of wood, make a the hut we could do that i just i believe in us wow you are way more confident in us than i am not in you me myself i don't think i know how to do that and I don't i'm not think, saying i know how i don't I think, think i could, could figure it out even if you just chopping down branches and stuff and i like don't get a- it <laughs> <laughs> i already don't get it so i kill zen and eater and then i built a hut <laughs> i'm dead weight there i can help chop yeah. wood yeah if you have a plan in mind we'll go with it I ha- my plan being what a general log, tiny structure enough to like. Oh, are we going to do it like Lincoln log style? Then I think I can figure that out. I'm not thinking a house. I'm literally thinking like a six, enough, a small enough structure. I'm envisioning a four bedroom home <laughs> <laughs> with three and a half baths <laughs> and a breakfast nook. Well, be prepared for disappointment because I'm thinking something that's just big enough for us to curl up and go to sleep better. Are you literally just sticking wood sticks into the ground? I'm just... With like a thatched roof? To a certain degree, yes. <laughs> just logs on top of each other, maybe just chopping bits so they kind of fit into each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just branches and shit on top All so right. it doesn't leak. I'm sure we could figure that out. Yeah, you know? I yeah. think we could do that. Okay. Yeah. We'll be dead in a week. That's fine. And as soon as a zombie comes along, I'm just going to kill myself because <laughs> I can't. It's too stressful. I'm just going to spray bullets everywhere because <laughs> I'll have gotten the largest and most impractical, <laughs> impractical machine gun. And I'm just going to, in a fit of panic, like pull it up with one arm. But because it's so heavy and I have no actual arm muscles, it's just going to fling and flail wildly. And I'll just spray bullets everywhere. I'll kill you. I won't kill the zombie. I'll kill a couple of random other people also hiding in the wilderness with us. I'll just murder just, everyone. You won't be able to pick it up. So just you'll get a lot of zombie ankles. Yeah. Or I'll wound everyone so they all die. But I won't actually do headshots. So they still all come back as zombies. And it's just me surrounded by 30 zombies. None of which I have ammo to kill anymore. Yeah. Sounds great. Just kill me. <laughs> Honest to God, like, yeah, I, I, my whole life is kind of based around just not being stressed out. Mm-hmm. So the idea of just constantly living in fear, yeah, not worth it. It's really, I couldn't do it. This has gone to a weird, dark place. 
<laughs> You're like, at the first sign of trouble, I will take my own life. <laughs> you know, maybe. That's what Megan's philosophy was. And the more I thought about it, I was just like, I in like watching The Walking Dead and stuff, like that's exhausting. That is an exhausting way to live. I don't want it. I feel the same way when you say it like that, but I also feel like a lot of people have an innate, most people have an innate survival survival instinct. Even though it's miserable, I feel like most people will try to fight through. 100%. And I say that, but I mean, you know what? If I just see that we're surrounded and there's no way out, then I'll then do that, it. Yeah. yeah. If it's I don't need lost, to have my throat slowly. I don't want to be there for that. Yeah. Correct. Okay, cool. <laughs> Glad we've decided on this. <laughs> the exact moment yeah. and situation in which we will all just kill ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> all right, so we got a plan. <laughs> Let's do it. Yep. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, it's a weird time and it really reflects, uh, where our headspace is. Yep. Um, I, this is the first person I've spoken to actually like live in person, uh, in five days. I'm so honored. No, more than that. I'm so honored. Since last Friday. That you would risk your life to let me into your house. I think it's been eight days aside from just like going to the grocery store. Shut up. Since last Friday. Wow. I'm impressed. Hey, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Good work. Yeah, thanks. Um, you mean what I usually do, which is sit in my apartment and watch television? <laughs> yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a it's been really tough for me, guys. <laughs> um Thank you for listening. Uh once again, maybe because I'm stuck inside, I'll actually be able to post stuff on Instagram. I believe um, in you. Thank you. Um ONR podcast, I think, on Instagram. I should know this. Oh, man. I'm no, not, I think you're right. I'm not good at social media stuff. I mean. So get ready to look at some... Hodgins bod? Hodge bod and uh, Christian Bale pics. Oh, yeah. What if it's just pictures from the machinist? <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. Isn't he so hot, guys? <laughs> God, it's so disturbing. I've never seen it because I just can't. It's not I just good. Can't do it. Why do I keep going to a dark place? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Thank you for listening. Check out the <laughs> podcast or the Instagram, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Totally cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.